No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. Yes, sir. We're back. We the back. hiatus. The hiatus is over. The people. The people been looking for us, man. The, the natives. The natives looking. have been restless. <laughs> <laughs> people have been looking like they thought we quit the podcast. Never. Never. It's never, never gonna happen. Uh, uh-uh, man. You know, we just had to step away, take care of some other things, but we back. We I gonna see, keep I grinding. See, I see you in the new spot over here, man. Hold on. What's, yeah. What's, what's this, Doug? The finally in the, the saga. new place. The saga. <laughs> Yeah, the saga is right. People that don't know what we're talking about. I bought my first condo. I officially moved in, and I've literally been moving in since like May first. Yeah, that's it's. it's, I've been talking to you a lot throughout the (laughs) process, and I've never seen anything like this before in my life. You know, we had to. (laughs) We we tried to save some money, and we redid the bathroom, and we had a couple hiccups here and there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it is what it is, man. Uh, what's what's the number one lesson you have for anybody who's about to go through this process and and overall what what have you learned at whatever whenever you think you're gonna get shit done tack on about six weeks (laughs) just to be safe no cat just to be safe unless you're unless you're super close homies a contractor or I, and I wouldn't advise that because some shit's going to go wrong and then you and your homie got 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 beef, so I would avoid that altogether. But unless you're doing it yourself and you got the time to be in there all day, like I'll give you a quick example. We, we pulled up the bathtub and we bought the new one. We did the measurements and we... I mean, mind you, like we were doing it. We didn't have a GC and we weren't doing it like a pro didn't come in. Because oh, I was, I, I got quotes from the pro and they were crazy high, and we could have saved like four or five thousand, six thousand off tops. So we're like, all right, we're not doing that. Right. But you just run into issues. I ain't even got to get into the details, but you just run into shit that you didn't know you were going to run into, and it's just inevitably something's not going to go smooth, and you, yeah, yeah, and that delays and I, everything. And I felt like I knew that going in, but I'm yeah. like, okay, you know, a couple weeks here and there, but yeah, we were at about almost two full months of like, man, we're not in here yet. And you said you didn't have the movers. Hey, listen, oh, listen, man. I will never, ever, 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 ever move <laughs> out of a place again. I, the last time I moved somewhere was the last time I will ever physically move anything for anybody. Yeah, I think that this might have <laughs> been my last run because my back is screaming at me right yeah, now. Yeah, bro, that shit is nothing nice. The obliques is sore from it's, turning it's box terrible. like everything, bro. Especially moving in the city too. You got to get the truck parked on the side street, and you got a in and out type situation. It's a pain in the ass. It's nothing nice. It's already stressful enough. You don't need to add the physical labor to it. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. And yeah. I will not pay, it's that, just, pay that money. <laughs> it's a very it's a very stressful process. Absolutely, man. it's man. like it's wearing. It's very wearing. Like well, if I could, I if. For, if it was for me, and I, and I, I mean, I'm glad, you know, at the end, you're glad you saved the bread. Sure. But if I could have just disappeared 
and paid whatever and, <laughs> and, and came back and, and came, everything was done. And just sat down and like, yeah, turn on the TV, you ready to go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, that shit is a priceless, it's a priceless, priceless you you number. You can't put a price tag on that. Nah, can't put you. a price tag on that. Nope. So. Well, congratulations, man. It's a big move, man. Thank you, bro. I'm glad we're back, man. Um, I'm excited to get back into it. It was funny because, you know, the hiatus happened and we had a bunch of stuff going on. I was moving. It's a lot of shit moving, and we didn't. It was like almost a perfect time to take a little break, but we're back full go. Yeah, I think with everything that was going on in the entire month of June, um, just around the country and all that, I think yeah, I mean it was probably the the best time to step away. I think sports weren't really front and center, and what we had to say weren't wasn't really front and center. There was a lot of other more important conversations going on. No doubt. So, with that being said. We wanted to go through and recap everything that's been happening in the sports world while we've been gone. Quick hit on some of the major stories, and then we're going to you know, also get in. We'll obviously break down and get into a deep, deep episode on the NBA season, the bubble. Then we got NFL coming up. That shit's around the corner. People getting new deals, record deals. People uh, signing 55-year contracts. <laughs> lifetime deals. Lifetime yeah. deals. All types of shit's <laughs> happening, right? So we're going to go into all that stuff. Um, but for this episode, we're going to quick hit focus on the stuff that we missed. Our last episode was in May, end of May, towards uh, the last dance conclusion, the best documentary of all time. Shout out, Mike. You know what? I came around on that. I know when we talked about it last time, I was like, man, there still might be some others. But I've come around. The last dance is the best doc of all time. It's the best doc of all time. man. I, and, and I think at least for, I'll speak for myself. It's so close to home that I just can't have to say that. Yeah. It's like my did you, childhood. Did you even watch the Sosa McGuire doc? I know it got killed everywhere that I saw it. I never even watched it, but um, everything I saw on it was like people just killed it. I need to check out the Bruce Lee joint, but I actually watched the Bruce Lee and did not watch the uh, the ninety eight home run. Everybody was killing it so bad that it, it fell down the priority list. Yeah, and and I hate to do that because you know these guys get on the radio and they just follow what other people are saying. Right, somebody said they, they hate it now. Everybody right, hates it now. Everybody hates it, and no one has their own opinion. So I like to watch it. And a perfect example of that is Uncut Gems. I watched oh that. I watched that movie and immediately was like, "This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen." And I got on Twitter and said it before a lot of people started saying it, and like no one really responded. But it's like people just don't make like the hype was so when, when the hype around something is so hot, people just are like afraid to go against it. And once and it's the same for flipped. Like when something gets trashed. No one's going to be like, yo, that shit was actually not bad. That movie was trash, first of all. Movie was trash, bro. Super trash. Shout out Julia Fox, but that movie was super trash. Yo, sh- if Shorty wasn't in it. <laughs> it's unwatchable. If Shorty wasn't in it, it's an absolute zero. It's an absolute zero. Wait, how was the Bruce Lee joint? Was it decent? It was interesting, man. It just, I just didn't know anything about Cuz. Like, okay. you know, I, I just knew that, you know. dude. Yeah, I just knew that he was like a kung fu guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and he was like the top of his class. But I didn't realize, you know, that he was lived in the States early on, couldn't get going in the, you know what I'm saying, couldn't get going in acting, then went back to to Hong Kong. Don't quote me on Hong Kong, but went back to Asia, came back. Um, you know, it was a, it was an interesting story. I didn't know yeah. anything about it. Yeah, I'm about to check it out. Yeah. So um, we're going to get into uh, Cam Newton to New England. I think that's so loaded. I'm excited to talk to you about that. Man. Um. Then we're going to talk about the race relations in the country with these athletes. We got Drew Brees got caught up in some stuff. Deshaun Jackson, Steven Jackson got caught in some stuff. Uh, Bubba Wallace um, 
and NASCAR. That's a big story. Um, with the Confederate flag being banned and all that. Um, Bill Simmons and the ringer. We're going to talk about that stuff. We'll uh, we'll touch on the Mahomes deal. We'll touch on the NBA bubble restart. Like I said, we're going to get into super detail on a separate episode on that. But we got the, the baseball 60-game restart. The owners didn't want to give up. The players still wanted to lock in. That was a crazy little week right there. The whole, yeah. is baseball going to happen or is baseball not going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I watched uh, the Cubs scrimmage last night. Um, we'll talk about the, the pumped on, on in the, crowd. On the marquee there. network? Shout out. Yo, I'm, hey, man, we're I, together. I've watched it a couple times, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're together on this Hulu Live, so we'll talk about that too. Yeah. Yep. Um, man, Tyson footage. I want to get your opinion on that. And uh, I've been watching some of his podcasts too. He's just... He just dropped recently that he was from the Congo. Shout out uh, Mike Ty. Uh, we'll give Maya Moore some love. We'll get into everything. That's a big story. The last couple months, we'll get into it, give our few takes on it, and we'll keep it moving. Yes, sir. Let's start with Cam Newton to New England. Cam. Love it. I'm going to tell you this, man. If you if you say you just started watching football yesterday and you were going through this man's media push and his social social media and videos and workout videos, you'd be like, this dude is uns- like this dude got a he. There's no way this dude doesn't isn't the best football player in the world. Absolutely, yeah. You just look at him, yeah. <laughs> like just- you look at him, you're like, this dude is just an animal. Yeah. So, and he's driven. Allegedly, yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I love Cam and I'm I'm rooting for him and I've said that since day one and I was I'm 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 he he deserves a spot in the league and I'm glad that he's got a shot to be the number one guy in New England. Um allegedly he's driven. He's saying all this. Like we yeah. gotta see what happens when he gets in the in the playbook. I'm gonna tell you uh I'm gonna tell you this. Josh McDaniel's gonna be gonna have some shit ready for him. Absolutely. That's that's what <laughs> I don't think that's not getting enough pub. Well, I don't, and I think what is getting too much pub is people talking about, oh, well, they've never had a quarterback like this. They've never had a mobile quarterback. They've never, you know, this is not their traditional style of QB that they prefer. I'm like, look, these are NFL coaches. If you put Cam Newton in the room and give him a jersey, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick are going to figure out something to do with him. Like to, to this idea that they're married to this traditional like six six statue pocket passer and they don't know anything else is ridiculous. You know what I mean? So I think that, yeah, people aren't – that isn't getting enough pub. Like McDaniels – didn't McDaniels win a playoff game with Tim Tebow? Confirmed. He, Matt what? McDaniels won playoff games with a quarterback who could not throw. He didn't want run. He, yeah. He won a lot of games with a lot of goofy with boys. a lot of goofy quarterbacks. He won games with Brock Osweiler, I think. So shout, I mean, out, shout out uh, Matt Castle. The heist. So, you know um, – <laughs> So for, for there's all this talk about how is he going to fit in and he doesn't have this. And, you know, I, I think a lot of that is just ridiculous. I feel like there's a lot of people who are really looking at all the reasons as to why they think this won't work and not looking at the positives. Like I actually got into a conversation with somebody where they were almost like, well, he still has to beat out Jared Stidham. What? Yeah, Listen, stop man, it stop, stop it. The second that Cam Newton walks into that locker room in Foxborough, Massachusetts, the other 52 players on that team are going to look at Bill Belichick and understand that that is their starting quarterback, unless he's hurt. There will be no competition at all. Cam's getting the day one reps, very first practice, if he's healthy, if he can move around. Like, I don't want to hear it. Stop it. Jared Stidham has not done anything in this league to, to even warn. I'd be surprised. Here's what, here's what I'll say. It could be surprising if Cam's 100% how long Jared Stidham is on this roster. 
So I don't, I don't want to hear any of that Stidham talk. I agree 100%. And this Josh McDaniel, if anything, this the the weapons that Cam has in his arsenal with being mobile and doing being able to move what McDaniels has not been used to with Tom Brady just gives him more options and more things that he's going to try to lock in um to the playbook. Right, they were so, limited with Brady. They couldn't yeah, go couldn't go anywhere. There's just more things to do now, right? And listen, to to talk about the Stidham thing hate or love bill belichick there's no politics in his shit if not you can play ball he don't he's not hearing none of that other shit he doesn't really care he could he could take the brunt from the media he could look like the bad guy in the press he doesn't care about none of that he's gonna play the best players at the position period so yeah you walk in the locker room and, and cam is <clears throat> obviously a better quarterback than stidham it's not gonna be a question on who's playing ball it's not a question at all. Someone brought up a good point. They're like, Jarius didn't play at Auburn. He's walked past Cam Newton's statue before. He knows the drill. Trust me. Come on. We talking the, the <laughs> he first. He knows the drill. No, the first and only ever player to win the national championship, the Heisman, and get drafted number one overall. Cam is different. Different. I, I, I mean, and you know how the, the change of scenery goes and in, 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 in that type of thing. He could get to New England all of a sudden. He looked like the MVP again. Motherfucker's going to be like, man, we really fucked up. Well, and let's not act like Carolina was doing their best to surround Cam with talent. They did a terrible job of putting talent around Cam. Look at the wide receivers that he had to work with. Outside of end of his career, Steve Smith, he had Kelvin Benjamin, Teddy Ginn Jr., Devin Funches. You know, a bunch of guys outside of Teddy Ginn Jr., these guys aren't even in the league anymore. So I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to hear that, man. I feel like Cam um, 100% is the recipient of a lot of negative criticism um, that, is not, that is not warranted, right? Like, I, I get there's parts of Cam Newton's game that can absolutely be dissected. You can say, hey, he came in with a lot of hype and maybe outside the MVP year he hasn't fully lived up to it. If you want to make that argument, okay. But to sit here and act like this man's a bum and like he's done and like he's 37 years old. He's 31 years old. Like he's been hurt. He hasn't played in a year. He's sitting around rehabbing. He's getting healthy. And now he's in a good system with good coaching staff that knows how to win. These boys won 11 games with Matt Castle. No cap. Stop it, man. Like, I, I don't, don't, don't want to hear any of that. I'm very excited for Cam Newton in New England. I think that's a great move by the Patriots, and I think I think it's crazy they got him for a million bucks. And it's another move that makes us giving up a fourth round and $20 million for Nick Foles look stupid. We'll get into that because I actually uh, I want to ask you about that. We'll circle back on that. Um, the, the other aspect is him going to Boston with the, the – the black quarterback in Boston. That's another it's a it's an interesting angle out there because like it or not, they're racist out there in Boston. It's well documented. I don't care what anybody says about it. I will probably never go to Boston. Me neither. I'm but good. yeah, I'm I'm straight off Boston. But I'm gonna say this. It'll it's it's another talking point. It's another interesting Absolutely. angle uh, about the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it's just like you know, and like the whole cam is flashy and like all that. Like I'm, I'm sick of hearing that it's bullshit. Nonsense. Right, Ryan Fitzpatrick can show up to the game in uh, some of the outfits that he shows up in and doing all that, and it's fun and quirky. You know, Gardner Minshew has the weird looking thing, and it's fun and quirky. 
but Cam has a stylist, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, he's not serious. Like, come on, man, stop yeah, it. He, he's looking for attention. He's, he's looking for attention. No, the man just likes right. to dress well. I'm sorry, he's a fucking millionaire. Like, come and on, then, man. But we talk about this all the time, bro. When you're that type of guy, aka flashy. You, you're confident. Listen, the thing about Cam is he's very, very confident, right? Very, yeah. Like that's how he comes off. That's how his style is. He's very confident. People are going to chip at those guys when they're not producing on the field and they, they that they can't fall back on that. The first thing they're going to attack is how confident you are and AKA how flashy and you're, you're so self-absorbed and all that. It's the first thing that happens when you're low key, when you walk in the, when you walk in, uh, when you walk through the tunnel like Kirk Cousins and you're very not in the center of anything and you don't make any ruckus, your interceptions don't make as much ruckus. And you walk really? out you walk out the tunnel with the L because you're Kirk Cousins. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well and and yeah. So it's and, and then and there's a hey, and there's racist they, there's racist undertones. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all, all it's, ra- it's racial. It's hundred percent racial. There's racial undertones. He's unapologetically black. You know what I'm saying? He owns that. He's all about that. And they don't like that, man. And, like, I think, especially when they came after him about the Super Bowl thing, remember, like, oh, he was so – he didn't own it at the Super Bowl press conference. I'm like, the man just lost the biggest game of his life. This is one of the lowest moments of Cam Newton's life, and you expect him to get up there and be humble. And, like, like, come on, man. Like, I feel like people – don't put themselves in that situation and how they would react if they were Cam Newton. This is a young man who just lost a game in front of 200 million people. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I will talk uh, anybody about that shit. And I will, but I'll never forgive him for not diving after that. No, fumble. of course he played a terrible game. Well, people also act like Von Miller wasn't in his ass the entire game in his ass. Cam couldn't couldn't do anything. Hey, ask Peyton Manning about Von Miller. He'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, he got him a ring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, ask. Uh, Ask, uh, yeah, yeah, we ain't got to get into that, but yeah, yeah confirm, man. It's it's an interesting uh, dynamic out there in in, uh, in New England, and that's where, a perfect. Where do you? I just want to real quick. Where do you, yeah. if you if Cam Newton starts sixteen games for the New England Patriots this year, what's their record? Ten and six, eleven and five. I really because I I really think no, eleven and five is probably high. I would say ten and six, just off of obviously we, we're we're so early in the summer, but man, bro, I'm telling you. Buffalo is going to be tough. So you're on Buffalo hard. Where yeah. are you with Josh Allen? I I don't love him, but I don't think they're going to be their their defense is stupid. Yeah, they added some weapons and digs. Yeah, Dix, um, Dix is big for uh, for Josh Allen. Josh Allen he is gets not W's. A, I don't know how he he he's one of those dudes that gets a W. Well, this is the thing. He's not. He's also. It doesn't seem like he's very scared, and they they seem like they got a very conservative approach with him, and he doesn't. Yeah, it's it's it runs it's around a lot. He just yeah, he does his thing. Dog, you know what it is? It's the Chicago Bears on the East Coast. They play insane defense. They're gonna try to run the ball and keep the ball safe and try to go over the top with digs here and there. Like they're gonna be they're gonna be a solid football team. If Cam starts sixteen games for New England Patriots, they go twelve and four. <sighs> wow, man. I don't man. Twelve and four? If, Dog, he, start, that, if he starts what, sixteen dude, healthy football games, they go twelve and four. Bro, Tom Brady. Hey, listen, New England don't have weapons like. We'll get into this another time, but they don't have weapons like that. Twelve and four. What they go last year? Eleven and five. Yeah, with the best quarterback of all time, and they and and, and it was a trash eleven and five. Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk about that another time. But the uh, 
the the race with Cam and the race relations is a perfect segue into the second topic that we wanted to cover. Is um, it, it you know it, it kind of ties into the shut up and dribble and like the the backlash of that. So Drew Brees got in trouble um for talking about the kneeling for, for the anthem. Stupid, stupid comments. Deshaun Stephen Jackson. Steven Jackson tried to come back his boy up and it's completely backfired and he's doubled down. You guys know the story. Um, I still need to know what book Deshaun Jackson was reading. Um, <laughs> that he I, the highlighter in? Yeah, what bro, book was that? My man is sitting there hot like that shit was Exodus, like it was the Bible, <laughs> like he was at the scripture. He was highlighting scripture. <laughs> he was yeah. highlighting scripture. I don't know what that was about. Um that that and that whole thing, um, like obviously Deshaun made a mistake and he he owned it once he realized what was going on. The stack jack shit to me was just really confusing because it just seemed like he was so set on not apologizing that it didn't matter how many people told him he was wrong. That's a like, classic. So set on it. Listen, bro, that's the classic. Just double down. I'm too prideful to say that. You know what I mean? It, that's that's all that was. Yeah. Um, but real quick, so then we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Bubba Wallace. We'll talk about the Confederate flag. We'll talk about Bill Simmons. Um, but yeah, man, real quick, this is how I'm going to preface it and open it. Of course, shut up and dribble is stupid. Athletes have a great platform and they're um, a great vessel to get positive messages to young people and to, to create a positive narrative and try to right wrongs, right? But the other, the flip side of shut up and dribble is if you say some goofy shit and some ignorant shit, you expect real backlash to come. A hundred percent. You better be doing your research. You better know what you're saying because, yeah, I'm I'm more than an athlete. You are, and I agree. But you better have your shit buttoned up because if you say the wrong thing, the backlash is coming. It's coming tough, especially now because it's being we're giving so much of it to people on the other side who have said these things that they are sitting around waiting for Steve oh my Jackson God, they, to make a mistake. They came I mean, they came at Jamel Hill the other day for a tweet from like 2011, shit like that. Like they are digging up stuff. They're waiting for you to make a mistake so they can drag you. And with how front and center Steven Jackson has been with the George Floyd thing, because that was a good friend of his. And you know, he's been on CNN, he's been on ESPN, he's been on all the news channels. He put himself front and center, so obviously, man, they get the chance to tear you down. But and it's not even like it, it, let's not let's not make it seem like he got unfair treatment either, because he quadrupled down on bad statements. And he oh was no! Every opportunity to walk him back, so it's not like he's a victim in this. But given the current climate, it's going to be ten times worse. To your point, he's hundred percent not a victim mm-hmm. at all. The 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 stuff that Deshaun was pushing was ludicrous. Um, and, yeah, anti-Semitism is yeah, it's all. All this shit is all completely what's ruined generations of people's lives and we still continue to battle it. Like it's a very, very serious thing and it's very real, right? Um, Just like you said, I mean, the people on Fox News, the shut up and dribble people can't wait for these cats to fuck up and say something. Cannot wait. They cannot wait. They're like, listen, I told you this. This is just another young, dumb black kid that plays football. He has he doesn't have a say in what we do in the country and the politics and what we should be voting for. Like, l- listen to him. He sounds like an idiot. They can't wait for that to happen, right? So you just got to make sure you got everything buttoned up. And um, 
that's the flip side of the the shut up and dribble. Coin. I, I wonder if he fumbled the Showtime bag. Because I know Showtime hasn't announced anything yet, but if I'm Matt Barnes, I might be looking like, hey, bro, like this shit, because their shit was really taken off. Um, and I just I just hope that uh, this didn't, you know, destroy the platform we had. But at the same time, he's a grown-ass man. He's got to live with the mistakes that he makes. So I, I can't condone in any... You know how we try to make excuses sometimes for our people? Of course. Um, I can't. I just can't. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, look, bro, I can't. I can't. We always try to make excuses. That's why, R. Kelly, that's why R. Kelly was around for 20 years, bro. We, we keep trying to hold on to these folks for as long as we can um, because I think that we take our success stories seriously and we, we, we want to value those people and make sure that they're not torn down. But, yeah. With him, yeah, I mean, we talked about we talked about Don Lemon had him on the other day, and Don Lemon was trying Tried. to give him as much rope as humanly possible to to clear up his statements, and he just yeah, he just couldn't do it. Don, Don Lemon saw Stephen Jackson's drowning, built him a boat, gave him the rope to get <laughs> on it, and Stephen Jackson's like, "Nah, I'm good." And he's like, "Look, bro, I'm 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 fine. It's all good." Listen, bro, if you're ever <laughs> reading if you're ever reading something and it and it says Hitler said and quote. <laughs> Just do, listen, bro. Put it down. Just put the shit down. Put it down. <laughs> put it down immediately. It's nothing about it is correct. Nothing about it. You should be preaching. If it says Hitler said, comma, qu- in quotation marks, just fucking throw the book in the garbage. Don't hundred percent. Don't push that narrative. It's never going to end well for you. Never. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to know what book he was reading and where he I found need to, that. What is this book that he's highlighting, bro? I don't. No idea. I don't even get it. Like, and if you highlighting something, you you was probably reading. You probably read that page like a bunch. Yep. So you didn't just glance over He's that. The only one. Nick Cannon said some shit the other day. Nick Cannon got fired by CBS. I didn't even catch that. Really? Oh yeah. And talk about fumbling a bag. You know, Nick Cannon was like the the Black Ryan Seacrest. CBS. They were paying him ten million dollars a year or some shit <sighs> for hosting all that shit. And he said some anti-Semitic shit, pretty much along the same lines of the Sean Jackson and Stephen Jackson shit. Um, the whole Rothschild banking and all that crazy yeah. conspiracy theories and yeah cbs fired him yesterday what's up with these conspiracy <laughs> theorists i don't get it I, I don't know man why don't you just treat it as like entertainment like this is yeah this is interesting cool but like there's no there's no basis in facts here so like well, definitely don't go on your podcast if you're nick cannon and, and start spewing that bullshit i mean well, that's the yeah. one thing, like, especially when you know, like, we could kind of say whatever we want over here because we don't have any bosses over here. If you're Quite making, us. if you're making ten million dollars from in a from a, a a corporation that's in the fortune in the in the fortune five hundred, then you gotta chill out. Yeah, Viacom's not going for that. Yeah, at all. Not a chance. Bye. At all. Bye. Yeah. Bye. That's a, that's, a, that's a, and he had he had the lifetime bag. Like Nick Cannon was like the black dude that white people could accept into their homes to host things and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he had, a, he had it made. He was good. He had the mass singer shit. He had, uh, what he, America Idol, all that shit. Yeah. He had, uh, the yeah, award America, shows. America's got talent. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's, those are quick. That's what you can pay a lot of money for that network TV shit. No doubt. Yeah. Um, let's move over to Bubba Wallace. Yeah. What, um, thoughts on how quickly NASCAR acted, banning the confederate flag that whole confederate flag shit blows my mind i feel like (laughs) listen i know we've the funny thing about like this george floyd stuff and the recent stuff is that we've been talking about this shit for years it's none of it's new 
None of it's new at all, and we've talked about it on the pod. We've talked about cities not wanting certain black quarterbacks or black whatever. Chicago. Um, yeah, and we fall in that. We just I mean, listen, if you if you're if you've never had a black quarterback in your hundred and thirty years of Cordell Stewart. Of but yeah, <laughs> when he when Cordell was forty six. In rebirth. Like then something it's, it's something, something off up. right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. hundred percent. That's just this it just let's just call a spade a spade, right? But um the Confederate flag being able to be flown everywhere, it should it, that shit should have been it that shit should be against the law. Yeah. Like you can't you're no, you can't you can't the South lost the, the Civil War. That shit is done. All that all that shit that was in that was in the South before the Civil War, now that's it's over, all that shit is gone. Well, and, and last I checked, these are the same people who are quick to point out that, you know, kneeling or this or that, protesting and all that shit is un-American, yet you wave the flag of uh, a rebel army, right? Like, you wave the flag of an army that was uh, that, that is considered, you know, opposition, right? Like, I'm, that, that's a rebel flag. That's not United States of America. Those aren't the 50 states that you claim to love. You know what I mean? But you, you want to wave that flag all over the place. Like, I, I don't get it. And the whole Southern pride and heritage and all that shit, I, 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 don't, I don't understand that either. The war ended in 1865. I don't know what Southern pride you're <laughs> trying to pull back from from 200 years. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure you go to Germany and you don't see them waving Nazi flags and things like that saying, well, this is a dark part of our history, but it's part of our history. No, like that is it is a dark part of the history. It represents something that makes people uncomfortable, that makes people feel a certain type of way. It should have never been allowed at NASCAR. It shouldn't have been allowed at Ole Miss football games. All of these places, like the way oh, I feel about it, I'm really happy that these places have had like their day of reckoning and now they're realizing that all this shit is wrong. And that's great, man. Like going forward, hopefully it makes everything a lot better. But let's not ignore the fact that a lot of this is cap. It's just pressure. You felt the pressure. Everybody else was doing it. So you got to throw in your two cents to make it seem like you're on the social justice train. So no you doubt. can't pull the okie doke on me because you still had people driving around with that flag. The fans still feel that way. A lot of the drivers still probably feel that way. And that shit is embedded in the culture. But on the flip side, shout out to them for, you know, now actively trying to distance themselves from that. I really hope that this ends up working out for Bubba Wallace because I don't. From what I see, I don't think he's like a great driver, so I don't think he's going to win anything. But I hope he's able to kind of turn this into like him becoming a spokesperson and, you know, all that. I don't know anything about NASCAR. Maybe he is a good driver. Someone can correct me on that. But um, I'm I'm happy that he has gotten a voice out of this and is now, you know, hopefully able to turn it into something positive for his career. But I, I, I the whole situation to me was it was it was pretty wild. NASCAR jumped on it, did what they were supposed to do, and yeah, I mean, if if even one black kid wants to drive NASCAR because he saw Bubba out there, and and you know that's that's a win right there. So I love how he owned it too, though, man. Like I love how he um, not owned it, but like he has been front and center. Like he even when it came out that whatever the news had been there for however long, and you can take what you want to from that story. The whole shit still seems fishy to me. Um, but he came out there and was like, hey, look, I mean, it's still a noose, right? Like, you saw it. It's still a noose. Like, he wasn't on some, like, oh, you know, yeah, like, ooh, ooh let, me, let me backtrack and all that. Like, you could tell he still felt some type of way about it and had no problem expressing that. And I love the fact that a lot of other athletes and other sports came to his defense. Like, Alvin Kamara was at the race. You know, LeBron was tweeting at him. Um, he was obviously getting pub. 
you know, in all the morning shows and shit like that. So um, hopefully, you know, he continues to stay in NASCAR and holds NASCAR accountable to all the shit that they're preaching now as far as the inclusiveness. Because I, I highly doubt that in his racing career, that's the first incident that he's faced. Of course not. His whole his whole life racing, he's he's been dealing with that bullshit. There's yeah, no question all the time. about it. He probably hears all types of crazy shit. 100%. Yeah, so shout out him, man. Shout out Bubba Wallace, man. He's a friend of the program for sure. <laughs> Bubba Wallace, friend of the program. Dude, I need to get a Bubba Wallace hat or something, man. I might go, <laughs> no, check, out his, might go check out his race. Go see a couple laps real quick. You know NASCAR, <laughs> though, they got, I've seen like some classic NASCAR tees that are hard. Give me the big Bubba Wallace tee. So for work, I had to go out a few years ago and cover a NASCAR event, like we when I was working for Sprint. Yeah, and that shit is a party. Like, don't Come get it twisted. Like they get course. there, they get there like two days before they set up. <laughs> yeah, like, if, it was like Thursday, and they were getting it in. Like, if you ever pull up to an event and the event is on like su- Sunday and motherfuckers is there Thursday night, like you already know what the real crazy. deal is. It's cracking. Like, yeah. <laughs> You pull up to the. You pulled up for an event uh, three days before. You got a trailer and they shit. They got their trailers. They got the grills. They got the whole family set up. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. It was definitely cracking. Yeah, looks like it's just posted up. Um, let's talk about Bill Simmons in the ringer. Um, <clears throat> listen, you have an all white staff. I mean. I don't not I don't know the numbers exactly, but it's a vast majority of white staff talking about a culture and sports that are completely filled with the opposite race, and it's from what stuff has come out and people that have worked at the Ringer and with Bill Simmons. It's just it's it's I don't know how much of an accident it is. I'll say I'll just leave it at that. Right, and like for me, this one was was hard because I think you know, like I'm a big bill simmons guy just because i like i love basketball and i don't think there's too many people that can accurately talk about basketball so i've always enjoyed his podcast i don't always agree with him but i feel like the ringer puts out good content with that being said i have always been on the train of them not having black writers of him covering basketball from every angle but not having black writers cover that from him having stories written about kanye and all that but not a single black writer writing on those and it just seems like you cover a lot of black topics but you don't have a single black voice to cover them. And to me, that has always been disappointing um, because you need to have some diversity in the room. Like for me, I want to hear people that sound like me, that talk like me, things like that. In addition to hearing people that don't sound like me and don't talk like me. Right. I think that's 100%. why And like, I want to talk about this a little bit, but that's why I've really enjoyed like ESPN shakeup. Like ESPN has done a great job over the last call it, you know, six to 12 months of kind of shaking up their talent, putting in a lot of different voices, bringing in guys like Marcus Spears and Dominique Foxworth and all these other dudes who probably normally wouldn't get that opportunity, throwing them in there with a guy like Greeny and just kind of seeing what happens. And look what happened. Get Up has now become a great show, right? So you need to have those different voices. You need to have those different perspectives. I can't sit around and just listen to Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo break down basketball. I can't sit around and just listen to all the nerds break it down and talk about analytics and advanced metrics and all that shit that's not how i watch the game i watch the game and i want to talk about what happened i want to talk about the fit that they wore into the game last night you know what i'm saying i want to talk about all of that stuff the culture that goes along with it and i feel like they can't accurately touch any of that because it's not you know what i'm saying they don't fully understand it so you have I mean, to bring in those different voices 100 percent, and it's tough for me to listen to okay there should never be a time in my opinion where 
something you're talking about is 90% a certain race and then the 90 other 90% talking about it is the other the exact opposite race. Yeah. It's hard for me to validate a lot of what you're saying, especially when it comes to culture. Not that I'm saying that, you know, certain folks can't break down because people, if you sit, th- there's a lot of people that can break down basketball and the nerds and all that stuff. I get it, but you gotta have, there's, there should never be a, and, and if we're being honest, there should never be a field where 95% of the people are white or 95% of the people are a certain race. It should be a mixture to get different angles and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying on the ringer. I think you just 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 be more inclusive at the end of the day. You like, gotta that's be. really what it is. And I think why we started No Catch Up was because we we're like, man, all these squares – talking about hoops all these squares talking about football there's no real just raw couple couple colored folks just keeping it real and not having and not colored colored (laughs) colored folks not having to pander you know what i'm saying yeah for real and especially in this town i mean if you look at the city of chicago and and, in our sports media landscape outside of lawrence holmes and big shout out lawrence holmes there is nothing and jay hood there is nothing nothing right like i i've said it when they got rid of golf off the score i have not tuned into 670 cents i thought that that was ludicrous i'm gonna right? tell like, you right Go ahead. I, I, like I, I thought it was ludicrous man like that dude was the one of the most unique voices in chicago sports and you and then i remember i told you i was like they haven't had a black primetime host in chicago's sports radio since dan jiggets and that was 25 years ago you know what I mean? And and you have these McNeils and you have these Parsons and you have these Bernsteins and these Bears and these and Waddles Sylvies. and Sylvies and Yurko, who was mailed it in 15 years ago, and Carmen DeFalco, who's awful. But you can't find a black voice. You can't find someone black <laughs> to cover you, sports in the city of Chicago. This is the third largest media market in the country. The There's pro- plenty. The producers are all white. All white. The 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 junior producer is white. Remember, white. I mean, I even I even added them on. Uh, they showed like a team picture, like uh, all the boys here. Oh, some bullshit about like a t shirt. Um, I think white it, it might have been like supporting Sylvie because he uh he's having health issues. But yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was like fifteen white guys. It's terrible. And we're talking about ESPN 1000 in Chicago. So it's like. The score 670. Yeah, it, right. it's crazy. And like the other crazy shit is I listen to a lot of national radio because I drive so much. I'm on the Sirius XM and all that. That's not really how it is. Like you really do have a lot of black voices mixed in. Like the Chicago shit is really, to me, like very unique in the fact that like you could name all the top primetime hosts on sports and none of them are black. Like even Holmes. Holmes show is stuck in between 12 and 3. There's that's no one's out during that time. You know what I mean? You're two, you're four. Well, I'm sorry. Was it like your eight hosts that host your drives, your morning and your afternoon drives? They're all white. One of them is Dan fucking McNeil. How long have we been listening to Danny Mac on the radio, bro? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. You, you, you replace golf with Parkins. It's literally like if you want to replace Jason golf <laughs> with the exact opposite of Jason golf, but you still want a young guy, you would go get Danny Parkins. Like that's that's literally what you would get. Like, hey, I would want the opposite of Jason Goff. I don't want a black dude from Evanston. I want a white dude from Will Met. And you get Danny Parkins. There you go. So I think that, that that shit is all like there needs to be a big change in that. The ringer shit is obviously at the national level, but fuck that. Focus on the local level. Like, why that's that's offensive, man. It's offensive that there's no representation in sports talk radio. Absolutely. 
and and we're gonna we're gonna try to keep pushing and change that no doubt that's why i always say shout out my brother stephen a smith man say what you want to about stephen a smith like throughout all these these last couple months and for the commentary and a lot of the race stuff and everything that's going on i feel like stephen a has done a great job i feel like um he's really shined throughout this entire process and i really appreciate that dude and say what you want to about him but hardest working man in sports and yeah and he's always stayed true Stay true, one hundred percent authentic. Yeah, stay true, authentic, no doubt about it. Um, okay, so yeah, left. I'll close it with if if you don't want shut up and dribble to be a thing, you better be buttoned up when you come out and start putting stuff on your channels and hop on mic and go go to interviews. You better have your shit tight. One hundred percent. Do your research. NBA bubble. We're not even going to touch that right now. We're going to get into that for a full episode because there's too, too many things to talk about. Chris Paul getting dragged. Yeah. People snitching, man. What's up? He's the, he's the snitch. They said, my man in, they said my man and just, he got spies, everything out there. <laughs> Chris Paul's not going. Chris Paul, Chris Paul got goofy on the payroll. Mickey uh, on the payroll. Mickey on the payroll. What, 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 what y'all see last night? <laughs> what, what James was on, man? I heard he got in last night. Where'd he go? <laughs> Uh, any if uh if Uber Eats or Postmates steps on the property, you come to me first. Nobody God, else. That is funny, man. Chris Paul, is the ops. Yeah, the- <laughs> is there any confirmation on that? By the way, no. But I think a lot of it started when I was hearing on the radio yesterday. Is I guess uh, like he's known to to be like the biggest rule hound, like in the NBA. Like I guess they were playing the Timberwolves, and he waited till. A specific time in the game to go to the referee and let them know that Carl Anthony Sounds jersey was untucked so that they would end up getting a delay a game and he would get the ball back. Wow. So, shit, so he does shit like that. So he's like known. Plus, he's the president of the Players Association. He's lockstep with the league and all this. So I'm sure he's all about that, man. Look yeah. at him, bro. You could look at that dude and you already know the drill, bro. You know the drill with Chris Paul. Well, you see how he acts on the court. Yeah, he's just that type of dude, man. Like, come on. Yeah, so the the NBA is 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 bubbling. They're playing in uh they're playing in big ass ballrooms. If you yeah. s- you see the footage, it's actually really crazy. It's complete sight. AAU shit. Sight lines are wild. Yeah. Um but we'll talk about that. Baseball is back. I watched uh the Cubs Cubs versus Cubs scrimmage last night. My boy Javi hit a dong, Contreras hit a dong. Um it's not really capturing my attention, honestly. Maybe baseball? I maybe yeah baseball in general maybe I have to wait for it to start. Um, quick, qu- couple quick questions for you. Sixty games. How do you feel about is it is it, is it still a full championship? Where do you where I, I, I want to pick your brain on that. Is, is is it tainted in any way? And as I was watching the scrimmage, they had uh they were piping in the crowd noise and they've been piping in the crowd noise and like the Premier League and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that stuff? So I've watched some Premier League games where they pipe it in, and I can actually, I, I, for a second while I'm watching it, I completely forget that there's nobody there. So I do like it. I like it more than not having any noise there. Um, like, I don't think it's like, I mean, obviously it's artificial, but it doesn't come off as like fake or corny to me. So I do kind of enjoy it. Not that I'm sitting there watching entire Premier League games, but I turn it on for that specific reason. Um, I haven't watched any baseball with it, but I don't mind it. I don't know if you... I don't know if you really need it in baseball. I think it's soccer. It, the, the crowd and that constant sound that you get from the crowd and the chants and all that is such a part of the game. Right. Again, you, you can correct the me atmosphere. if it's not, but that atmosphere, it's, it's just a part of the game. 
Um, whereas in baseball, it's not. Baseball is a, a quiet sport. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's cheering when something happens, but you're not really like it, the sounds of the game aren't the crowd. Whereas with soccer, almost the first thing I think about if I think about a soccer game is someone, oh, you know, like, all that shit. Like that's what I think about. Right. Um, so I think in soccer, the players are probably more used to playing with that and might have a harder time without the sound um than you would in baseball so I, I i'm fine with it man i think it's it's cool i think the you know buying your little hologram or whatever to be put in the seats is cool if you want to do that um how much you paying for that i don't know it not that much <laughs> <laughs> really not that much bro like maybe 50 bucks I yo listen. I thought you were a fifty spot, but it, for for what though? Like it's for just me, like, for me to pay for a cutout, I need to be sitting front row, and I need to be on TV on every TV pick. often, bro. Yeah, often, and I got a no catch up hat on. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not I'm not paying too much to 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 have my cutout there, but it's funny. I'd yeah. want my cutout back. Do you get your cutout back? That's the real question. Well, I think if you should try to get it back, maybe you could. I don't know. Maybe they could have the players sign it or something. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's there'd be a lot of them out there. I don't know, man. But yeah, I would. They probably don't want players signing shit because of COVID, no. Yeah, I guess. I mean, just give me the. I would take mine back. I'm good with the crowd noise. I think the NBA. I don't want the crowd noise though. Well, this is the thing. I kind of I want to hear what everybody's saying. Yeah, it's a 10 so, second, ten second delay. And but and the thing the thing too is that. It's a little easier to digest the crowd noise when they're playing the game at Wrigley or in their Premier League stadium. This is not going to be at the United Center. Yeah. This is yes. not going to be at Staples Center. You're, you're pumping it into a ballroom. Like, yeah. And I, I don't think they're actually pumping it into the facility. I think, I'm think i pretty sure it's just a TV thing. You understand oh, what I'm saying? Oh, the players don't hear that? No, the players don't hear that. Oh really? So even in the soccer games, they don't hear it. Yeah, no, that's just a that's a uh, from my understanding, oh. it's a television thing. Yeah. Oh really? I thought that that but, was. I thought that they had the crowd noise in there so that the players can feel more in the. That's why I was saying for soccer, like I would probably want that because you're used to hearing that. Yeah, no, because there's an option on NBC Sports, uh, where uh, NBC Sports Network, where you could go watch it, listen to it without the sound noise. So that's a production thing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even when I'm watching it, it would it just it feels authentic when it's at Wrigley and it's at uh <coughs> like the the Emirates for Arsenal in the Premier League. But don't, dude, don't uh, don't pump in any crowd noise playing at the ballroom at Disney World because there's nobody. I I know for a fact that it's there's no there's no even there's no stands around you. Wait, so how is baseball doing it? Is baseball <coughs> are they playing in a bubble or are they traveling? From my understanding, I, I actually don't know. Like I said, I'm not locked in on it like that, but it seems like they would have to be traveling. They're not like sequestered anywhere or anything like that, are they? <sighs> no, not to my knowledge, no. So they're just saying, fuck it, huh? We're going to hop on the yeah, plane and everything. Gonna, we're just going to test everybody all the time. And it's just going to last about 7.3 days. I should actually holler at Jay Hay and see what he said. <laughs> yeah. I actually will hit him. I'll hit him and see what he's talking about. He just uh, he just moved his crib. Yeah, yeah. Why was that in the press? Uh, yeah, I believe so. You can't do shit out here. You can't even <laughs> buy, buy a new crib. I was actually talking to him about that. Yeah, they just uh, he just bought a new crib. And uh, but he hired a mover. 
<laughs> yeah, there's no doubt, my boy Jay. He ain't lifting boxes. That boy ain't lifting the thing. Yeah. Only thing he lifting is a Louisville slugger. Yeah, real talk. Straight up. And um, the bag. But yeah, we'll see. It'll uh hey, it'll be more things to wager on. It'll be more live sports. Um I'm, I'm looking for forward it, to hoops. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, well, I do want to find out those details on baseball, but yeah, I mean, the sports are back. They're going to, hopefully this last, I've been on the corner of this isn't going to work out. Um, but it seems like the NBA thing is working out. I just don't know how long these dudes, I'm more worried about the players fucking up than, you know, someone catching COVID, but, um, right. It, it seems like they got everybody into the bubble, which was the, obviously the biggest hurdle. My boy, James, Came through last night with his 35 points per game. So he's arrived. Uh, I think Russ will be getting there today, right? So uh, everybody's in. Let's see what happens, man. Let's, let's see what happens. They're trying, man. Shout out the NBA for really trying. Like, I think that it was a tough search circumstance and it must have been hard to put all this shit together. And they're really trying to make it work. And I get it's not ideal. Um, and we'll right. get more into this when we talk about it. But. I think that they're trying to make something work, and we just got to see what happens. If it ends up working, I think it'll be dope. Because dudes are just going to be hooping. Like, I know. Oh, they're just going to be hooping. Like, that's all we got to do is hoop. I know it's going to be dope that they're going to be running games all day. All day. Like, it's the summer league. Yeah. So, <laughs> that shit's going to be dope. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I wonder, I wonder if different players will thrive in this atmosphere versus others. I think some will. You know what I'm saying? It's less pressure. It just seems like it's just like, it, yeah, it's just a different dynamic. It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I feel like your gym hoopers, you're, yeah, you're some some of your guys who who are uh, your pickup game all stars might might shine, man. It's more their element. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it Showing is. You know what I'm saying? Playing fives. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, man, I think it'll be really interesting. I'm really excited to see what happens with it. If the league does go through and they have these games, um, I think it'll be very interesting. So I watched the TBT, a lot of those games, just to kind of get an idea of what those NBA That's games exactly are going to look like. That's exactly what it's going to look like. It's going to look like the TBT, and the TBT basketball was good. Um, I, I love the like first to a certain point amount. Oh, yeah, it's great. And yeah. you see Diener hit the game winner last yeah, night? Yeah, I saw that. I yeah, saw they were the doing the press conference, and he got the $93,000 Zell. Oh, did he? No. Oh, yeah. They're paying all of them their share in Zell, and each player's share is ninety three thousand. Yeah. So he was doing the press conference with a couple of the other guys, and he and it got the notification on his phone of the ninety three thousand dollars Zell. Love it. That Million. shit is dope. I really like that tournament, man. Million dollar jumper. Yeah. So, um, you know, if it looks like that, it's just gonna be like hooping. I think summer league is the best example. If you've never watched a summer league game, go watch a summer league game. Not too many crowds. Um, it's just straight hooping. It doesn't look like an arena. I think that's going to be your best example of what the game's going to look like as far as the floor and all that. Um, I think once you put the ball on the court, these guys are professionals and you're going to see good basketball. Guys will have to get used to you know playing in the gym, um, but that's not going to take long. These are the best basketball players in the world. On planet Earth. On planet Earth. Some of them the best basketball players ever. Um, I, I'm not just too roll a ball on the just floor. Get everybody healthy, bro. Hey. The biggest thing is get everybody healthy. Roll the ball on the floor. Roll the ball on the floor. Press record, and we're good. That's yep. it. And just hope nobody gets that shit like right before the finals. You know what I'm saying? LeBron gets COVID. He's yeah. Can you imagine? Oh my god, dude. I'm letting. I'm let man. Everybody just gonna have to get sick, bro. LeBron, uh, they gotta run. I really think they should have <laughs> brought like a group of like 20 dudes. 
that are just on call, ready to go. Like I saw D Rose is chilling in Miami, and I tweeted out like D Rose needs to be available to join any bubble roster. Yeah, like something like, happens. Have, like, have D Rose just somewhere like hey, D Rose is ready in case of emergency, break open. Yeah, he just like sitting on the side, like yo, we need one in D Rose. That shit would have been interesting. All the, all the non bubble guys, you get a bunch of guys, and you get to like redraft and kind of put them on teams. Like who you know who who gets taken, who doesn't get taken. I mean, in theory, it sounds fun, but then that kind of that kind of takes me to the second point about like how get like is this ring a little gimmicky? Like that shit would have made it gimmicky for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think the NBA is as gimmicky. If you if you are gonna put an asterisk or something, I, I can understand baseballs because it is a third of the season. But the NBA is, I mean, you're just finishing out. You end up losing what like seven regular season games. Yeah. So and then you have a bunch of teams who weren't doing shit anyway. Like I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't need to see any more Bulls games. I didn't need to see any more Knicks games. I, I'm good in that regard. I really don't need to see any more Phoenix Suns games, but I guess they got invited. Um, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up, Book. Come on, man. He'll, he'll do fine until he gets double teamed. Shama, dude, D, this he'll D Book will fill it up in this environment. Watch, yeah, they'll, they'll still lose. Anyway, you just man, that's, we should have a whole fucking podcast week on how why you hate Devin Booker. Right, yeah, it was a bucket. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll close it. We'll close this part with this. I, David Ross said, "Hey." 60 game season and David Ross is now the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. He said, um, great move. Hey man, we'll see. He said, if they, uh, if they're giving out rings at the end of the year and they handing out trophies, then we trying to go get it. I want one. Yeah. I want one. I love that. I love that attitude. That's exactly. If you win a ring this year, you're not going to be like, Oh, this is an asterisk ring. Not at all, man. You're still a champion. Everybody played under the same circumstances. Exactly. It's not like you were given any advantage. So everybody played under the same circumstances. So it, it's it's a ring. Exactly. <clears throat> um, Mike Tyson. While we were gone, some 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 uh, some footage leaked to him working out. Some people were speculating that he's about to get back in the ring. Um, Big Mike, his uh, his people, his bloodline is from the Congo. Of course it is, right? <laughs> like, where else would it be from? Yeah, where else would it like, be from? Where else would it be from? If you would have, like, if his bloodline was from, like, ah, South Africa, like, nah, I don't believe no. that. Congo, son, for sure. Son of the Congo. The Republic of Congo. That mm-hmm. That's 100% where Mike Tyson is from. And then Akon, who was on the pod when they were talking about it, said that, you know, man, the Congolese fight gorillas with their bare hands and win and like they just tough dudes so yeah mike shout out mike tyson would you ever <clears throat> is it just a bunch of talk that he could get in there with, with a with a just say like a middle of middle of the road heavyweight right now and compete what do you think how old was wasn't george foreman like 45 when he came back and won the heavyweight title out of nowhere he was, like he was old. Old as shit. Like he, he was, was like old. Four, he was very old. Yeah, he um, went straight to grills after that. Yeah, he made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, whole lot of money. Whole lot of money. Yo, I speaking of that, I heard from <laughs> AB. Where AB, dog? I, I heard from somebody AB. Needs, somebody needs to call AB, man. He's, <laughs> he's ready to go, man. I ain't heard from AB in a while, man. Where yeah, whole was, lot of money at? He was posting his stats on Twitter the other day, like, "Hey, I'm still available." <laughs> uh, so yeah, somebody's gonna get him. Watch, watch time, and then bring AB on board. Oh, um, a lot of money. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's not outside of the possibility, but he's 54 years old. 
Um, I don't remember the second half of Mike Tyson's career being that great to begin with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, his biggest thing was when he was younger, he was so ferocious and such an animal. And he even said it himself. He didn't like fights to go back. Children. Yeah. He's a children. I'm from their course. (laughs) Uh, He even said it himself. He didn't like his fights to go past the sixth round because he didn't have the stamina. So if he didn't have the stamina in his mid twenties, what does he have at 54? (laughs) Um, so it might be cool, you know. Maybe he hops in there with another old timer or some ass heavyweight. And would I love him. to see it? Yeah, of course. Would I love to see Mike Tyson have a real training camp and get back in the ring and try to fight someone? Of course. How much is it? Debit the account now. <laughs> Take my money. Yes, if it's on ESPN, they'll make you get ESPN Gold, ESPN Plus, and then put it on pay per view. You'd have to get all three. You'd have to get ESPN Insider, ESPN Plus, uh, ESPN Deportes, and then you could buy it. Well, and put it this way, bro that that, <laughs> that right hand never goes away. Oh, he could cl- he could catch somebody. Yeah. If you catch somebody with it, it's over. Like you, you either have it or you don't. And when you got that, like De- Deontay Wilder, in twenty five years from now, is still going to have a fearsome right hand that you don't want to catch. You know what I mean? So could he box? Yeah. Would I want to see it? Sure. Why not, man? It'd be something to watch. Um, But I wouldn't be like, oh, he's about to make his comeback to the heavyweight heavyweight division. He'd probably whoop Anthony Joshua scary ass, though. (laughs) Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that's uh, the heavyweight. Hey, at least the heavyweight division is interesting now with with, uh, with, um, our boy. Wilder, Joshua, Fury, Fury. Andy Ruiz. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's some stuff going in there. We got a few minutes left till we hit this hour for the first episode. Touch on your girl, Maya Moore. She did some great things. Um, yeah, shout out Maya Moore. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, I guess when she was in high school, she had went on like a field trip or one of those things where, you know, you start connecting with a prisoner. And she met this guy in prison, Jonathan Irons, who was serving a 50-year prison sentence for what I believe is a gun charge. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure my man's is doing 50 years for a gun charge that he wasn't even uh, guilty of. So <clears throat> Maya Moore, I think she's a two-time WNBA MVP, definitely one of the best players to play in the WNBA at the peak of her powers, decided to walk away from the game and focus solely on getting this dude's case overturned. So like for those that don't know, this will be the equivalent of honestly like James Harden, you know, one of those type guys, Russell Westbrook, like your top 10 type players walking away from the game. This wasn't like a mid-level player. This wasn't a role player. Maya Moore was, was you know, the truth. Walking away from the game and uh, focused solely on getting this guy free. She felt that if she was playing in the WNBA and playing ball, she wouldn't be able to show up to things like court dates and hearings and all the different things that she felt that she needed to do to advocate for this guy. She took it seriously. Um, took it very words. seriously. Like literally walked away in her prime. And it's right. not like she's old either. Maya Moore is like 29 years old. Um, she'll be back. Yeah, she'll be back for sure. But um, lo and behold, on July 3rd, this dude ended up getting freed from his conviction was overturned in June, and he ended up getting free from jail on July 3rd. And Maya Moore was right there waiting for him. And uh, if you saw the video, I mean, it was one of those things that was obviously very emotional. You know, she dropped to her knee- knees. I'm sure this dude is extremely grateful for it. And uh, I just wanted to give her a shout out for that, man, because I think that a lot of people talk about it, but not everybody is really willing to live it. And walking away from your career that you spent your entire life trying to get to that point to do it essentially for someone else. Like it wasn't for Maya Moore to go on some you know journey of self-discovery or something that's really going to help her. Um, it was really because she felt so strongly about this topic that she felt that she had to 
you know, take away from everything else in her life to do this. And uh, I just feel like that that's that's some real shit, man. And like, you know, Deserve, really deserves, deserves all, all the, the recognition. Right. Her, man. Like that is a big, big, big thing because not too many people are going to do that. A lot of people talk it, but not too many people do it. And she really followed through on it. Absolutely. <clears throat> Shout out Maya Moore for that. That's um, putting your backing up your words and, and, and really, really pushing for the movement for criminal justice reform and all that stuff. So, yeah, big shout out to Maya Moore. Man, we had to touch some of the things that we uh, we missed over the last month or two. We're going to have a full episode coming up very shortly. We're going to talk NBA bubble, NBA season, what we expect to happen going forward with the championship. Can LeBron get that chip with the Clippers in Milwaukee in the way? NFL season's around the corner. We're going to be talking about that. Shout out Dak. Maybe he can get some money by the end of the day. A lot of stuff going on. We appreciate y'all tuning in. We're back. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago is hey, back. Let me give one quick shout out though, man. I'd be yeah. remiss if we didn't if we didn't mention this. Yes. You know? Hey, man, I just want to give uh, my heartfelt thank you and everything to an NBA legend who retired a couple weeks ago, man. Vince Carter, dog. A big homie, Vince Carter, man. <laughs> Nothing but heart on the basketball court. We're gonna brought it every day for 22 oh years. Oh my god! You know, really, really gave it all to the city of Toronto over there when he was giving them the oh 14 points god. a game in this prime and shooting the ball nine times per game. Man, like really, I just hey Vince, man. Oh my god! Just the guy you really want on your team. You know, hey Vince, man, half man, half amazing, full quitter. Shout out Vince, Mar- <laughs> Vince Carter. We'll touch on that on the next episode too. We'll we'll tie that into the NBA going on and um. Massive, 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 massive shout out to you, Big Nick the Quick, Nick Harvey. Over the last couple months, has done a ton of stuff for the city of Chicago, donating food during uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and making an impact on his local community. I think it can go unsaid that you know it, it's got to start locally. Yes, start sir. local. Start start with your people down the street, and then it'll it'll fan out and eventually become countrywide and uh big salute to you for divulging your time your money the the effort that you put in to feed some folks it uh it's very very yeah what's the word that i'm looking for it's very noble it's it's just it's a it's a it's a very gracious thing no doubt real talk man um everybody you know most people listen to this podcast within 15 minutes 20 minutes of where you live um you can go find a neighborhood or people that probably need your help man especially if you're here in the chicago area man so um definitely a lot of different great organizations you can get involved with and 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 help give back again right in your backyard right we all love the city we all take advantage of all the great things that the city has to offer so let's make sure that we give back and make sure that you know we 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 kind of start building chicago back up because lord knows you know national media president trying to tear us down out here man so appreciate you for that salute yeah well said. thank you to everybody who donated man that was huge i really appreciate y'all no doubt absolutely it's a it's a team effort you know what i'm saying you were the leader so yeah man shout out to you great job um that's it we're back no catch up sports talk via chicago for uh for big nick the quick i am your host sean little subscribe itunes spotify youtube everywhere man we're here we're back and we not leaving yes sir <laughs>